0: You're listening to The Love Yeg Show. If our city could talk, these are the stories it would tell about the people, places, and passion in Edmonton. We interview difference makers in our community. Please welcome your hosts, Sherry Beauchamp and Jesse McCracken
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Love Yag Show. My name is Sherry Beauchamp, and I'm here with my co-host Jesse McCracken. Hello, everybody, and uh,
2: today we've got the ultimate lover of yag with us, Jay Downton.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one, one of there's a lot, of the a deal. lot, of, a lot of awesome Edmontonians that do a lot of a lot of good things, like you two fine ladies.
1: No, thank you. <laughs> He's always modest, hey, like yeah. directing it back to somebody else. <laughs> always.
2: I'm like, I'll take it.
1: <laughs> so let's talk about um Jay Downton, the man, the myth, the legend. Um so he's um your president of Oodle Noodle. Um, you're a camp- co-founder of the Nation Network, co-founder of Little Brick Cafe and the River Valley Company. How does uh how does that all work that sounds like you're a busy dude
0: yeah yeah i'm uh i'm an opportunist to a fault uh and it's kind of <laughs> led me to kind of getting involved in all these things and you know initially stretching myself too thin but uh, you know i was motivated to kind of push things forward these things i all believe in and then from there attracting and building like-minded Team members, investors, all that stuff, and kind of the the team that we built in kind of each different facets. What's kind of allowing us to 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 keep what we're doing and kind of push things forward now, as opposed to just kind of keeping things alive. So it's kind of been an evolution from start to where we are now, and there's going to be even more evolution to happen as we continue to kind of push forward these uh, these things that we uh, believe in. So uh, yeah, so. Like, you know, the, the, the whole, the whole mantra is teamwork makes the dream work.
2: Yeah. Isn't that the truth? Sweet. Mm. And I would say that I'm just throwing it out there very quick is that you are a leader that is not afraid to get in the trenches and do all of the things, which is why you have such a, you know, a strong team around you because it takes, um, you know, somebody who's willing to do it all in order to attract people that are willing to work very, you know, hard for them too. Right. So that all comes from from you and your work ethic, ethic and just who you are as a person.
0: Well, thank you. It's just, you know, it's, uh, for me, the motivation is just, you know, I truly, uh, and it sounds cliche, you know, just uh, the thing, the projects we work on are, are something that kind of identify with like my personal values. So it's passion, purpose, love, all that stuff that uh, motivates you. So I don't mind doing anything and everything to keep pushing the agenda forward because um you know it's something that uh, i myself and our team believes in
1: awesome let's talk about um like how how you got to where you are today like are you for anyone who doesn't know jay downton like can you tell tell them like where you're from where you grew up all that all that um all that fun stuff
0: yeah uh so born and raised uh edmontonian uh i lived i grew up downtown when uh downtown was not what it is today it was a ghost town on weekends it was a senior citizens community in terms of who lived down there and the buildings down there uh i was uh there wasn't many kids to play with uh and it was a it was it was a different time for sure uh and then moved out to the west end and, uh, grew up there and, uh, I've, uh, gone back to my roots and I'm a, I'm a, i am ai am live central down, uh, Edmonton again and, uh, kind of resonates with the kid in me. Uh, and, uh, so that's kind of like the, the personal, like youth background of, uh, my journey throughout Edmonton. Um, and kind of my, uh, my, my entrepreneurship side or business side, I went to Nate, uh, Always kind of had a plan of wanting to get into business, just not knowing what it was, uh, but went to Nate to kind of develop some tools, wanted to learn about business, you know, about, you know, get a kind of understanding of accounting and finance and all that stuff because I recognized that was important. Uh, And then during that time, started uh, my first business, which um, at the time, and I don't want to date myself, uh, (laughs) was doing pub crawls. Um, and pub crawls was a business that kind of built, uh, was built up in terms of, you know, you're 18, 19, 20 years old, you know, you, your, your whole social life revolves around going out with your friends. Um, and for me also playing team sports, And so, uh, you know, there was a high priority of that, but it was also expensive. I was begging groceries, making $6 an hour, uh, at Safeway. So and not getting and getting like ten to fifteen hours a week. So I wasn't making much money, but there was this lifestyle of being a useful person um, that uh, was expensive. Uh, So my solution to that was to kind of build a business around it. So me and my my partner launched a pub crawl. We, you know, we we thought if we got bought rented a bus, worked the phones at that time, as opposed to like text messaging wasn't really a thing then, and we thought we could get. 40, 50 people to fill a bus, and we would use that as a, as a leverage mechanism to get deals for everyone in every bar we went to, and that was a time when there was cover charge as well, so you, you created a value proposition where if you came on this and spent 20 bucks with us, you know you would get so many free drinks, and you would get into every bar for free, and you'd ride along in a bus. It, uh, we did our first one, and it was an absolute blast uh, for me. Uh, had a great, great <laughs> first night. Woke up in the morning with some money in my pocket, and I'm like, "Shit, we've got something here." So, and and also like the 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 reaction from everyone that was on it was positive. So, they wanted to know when the next one is. You know, they wanted to tell their friends. So, it's something that kind of expanded in terms of the size and the frequency. And this was the mechanism uh, we used to um, pay for for school, uh, and also kind of fund uh, myself, because once again, I was still just a courtesy clerk at Safeway, aspiring to get into the produce department. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, needed something to kind of supplement things to kind of, you know, allow me to kind of live a, a, a decent lifestyle as a student and, fu- and fund all that, but also, you know, start building amazing relationships as well and kind of learn the ins and outs of business and what I like. About business and what I don't, and then things from there uh, led into uh, what I like to call my my m b a in uh in entrepreneurship or in business, and that was we tried to open a bar, thinking you know we're hospitality magnates in this small pub crawl business that we built, uh, thinking we could take a swing at a bar and opened a bar with a concept we didn't love, so we tried to open up a blues bar in like two thousand four. Blue Chicago, so a lot of people drove by that building a lot because it's on a very high traffic intersection, One Forty Second and Stony Plain Road. So I got to live and see my mistake for a very long time until they recently knocked it down, which was, <laughs> was which was both good and sad because it was good to have that reminder, but you know, try to open. We opened up a bar that didn't align with our passions at all. I don't like blues music, but we thought if we did a blues bar, it would be a bar that didn't have any drama associated with it. We thought it would just be kind of like a a peaceful business to operate because especially bars at that time, you know, the security side, like the evolution of that has changed so much. So then, you know, there was, you know, you would sometimes have some issues with with owning pubs and we just didn't want anything to do with that uh, because I was also uh, in banking as well. so I was done in school, got a job at a bank. Uh, So the bar was like kind of a side hustle to try to build a business and kind of get myself into being a multiple business operator. And so that quickly uh, didn't work for us. And there's a lot of learnings from it. The main one being it wasn't something that we cared enough about. So uh, I realized if I don't care enough about something, I'm not willing to do all the little things or be aware of the little things that are needed to be mm. done to make something work and so that's where kind of the you know when we shut the bar down 18 minutes or 18 minutes well it felt like 18 minutes 18 months <laughs> after uh after <laughs> we opened you know there was the whole six month process of you know i'm a failure i can't do business okay i'm now grief i'm through the grief what can i learn from this how can i go about it a business again what should that business be let's do some self-assessment uh, and all that stuff. And uh, during that time, like I said, once I graduated from Nate, I uh, I went into banking because that was someone who graduated with a finance diploma from Nate. That was like the banks were always knocking on your door to, to hire you. So I went and started working at a bank and uh, I was a personal banker. Um, so doing personal lending during the bar time, but coming out of this and going through kind of like my six month Uh, debrief of closing the bar down and kind of self-assessment, I realized, you know, I wanted to learn more about business, you know, so I got, um, I evolved my banking career and moved into the commercial side of things. So business lending, I wanted to see other business people in Edmonton, what they're doing, different industries, and just kind of absorb, because I was on a fact finding mission for myself in terms of what it is I want to do. So, and I also wanted to learn how to get money. Um, Getting money is important in business. Uh, knowing how to attract capital, whether it be investment or, or or bank financing is very important to getting things off the ground or helping things grow. So that was also a skill I wanted to develop. And in kind of the meantime of doing all that, we got through the, the bar phase, my partner and I said, okay, never again, but now what? And we kind of did assessment of like, okay, hey, we have to do something we care about because clearly, you know, if we don't like it, it ain't going to work. So, you know, we did what do we care about at that moment? What are we passionate about? And all roads led to Edmonton and hockey. So we wanted to do something in the hockey space and we knew the internet was a thing that wasn't going away. And, you know, websites were starting to become a big thing and, and blogs were starting to become a big thing. And social media was just kind of on the verge of kind of coming to the mainstream. So we thought we, uh, we could build, a, well, initially just a, a hockey blog for 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 the Oilers. So Oilers Nation was the birth of Oilers Nation. So we thought, you know, there was room on the shelf to come in as an independent. We thought there was a voice missing uh, in the marketplace, and that was the voice of the fan. Um, you know, traditional media at that time, it was we we're always being told as fans what to think. All those tremendous conversations that we would have amongst ourselves in terms of ideas and whatnot, just lived in the, in that room and then died. It had nowhere to live or to engage with others. Um, so we wanted to bring that perspective into it. So that was our angle and also attracts the mainstream media and have them come talk to this kind of crazy community that we wanted to build and engage them and help elevate their brands as well. Uh, and that was kind of the antithesis of, of, of the launch of Oilers Nation and the kind of quick growth that we saw from that. We, uh, You know, by partnering up with mainstream media and getting that attention and driving their audience uh, to our sites. And then from there, uh, you know, engaging that community with the tone and voice and brand that we wanted to build with Oilers Nation kind of things kind of popped off. And so two years after launching, you know, we had a site that we thought was doing very well. So we started scaling out and that was kind of the birth of the Nation Network. So Nation network is the kind of mothership i guess of, of of everything for for all things uh hockey internet that we do and so now we're a 15 site network uh that jet, that's got an online uh community of 5 million unique people uh that come wow. and visit our properties uh which is super cool so this is all pre-covid things are obviously a little bit different currently but we're gonna fight to get that back when hopefully this announcement today comes to fruition <laughs> Uh, and we have hockey back by the end of July. That that should change things and be able to get our uh, get people wanting to engage with hockey again. Yeah, led to that. And then um, in the meantime of uh, building the nation, uh, Oodle Noodle was presented to us as an opportunity. So the founder of Oodle Noodle, his name is Sunfam or Sunny. Um, if anyone went to U of A or or hung around White Ave in 2005 to like 2009, 10. They probably would have been to Oodle Noodle. They would have met Sonny. Sonny's a very interesting character. He's a guy you can fall under his spell very quickly because he's such a hardworking, funny, nice, caring guy. So he was a person that we supported very early on uh, when he was building his business. When Others Nation, you know, we're just figuring out how to market Other's Nation. We we brought Oodle Noodle in as a restaurant we would feature all the time. Because Sonny's a guy you want to help. And so throughout these discussions, we were very, you know, I was, you know, a two to three times a week customer of Oodle Noodle. Sonny would always uh, come and sit down and shoot the shit with us and like ask us questions about what he should do next. And, you know, he wants to open up a restaurant with his brother-in-law, like where, wh- where should it be? And here's some ideas. And should I go into a food court or shouldn't I? And, you know, we had some great conversations. And then one day he, he just kind of casually mentioned, That, uh, he's like, yeah, he's like, um, I'm working on something big and I'm going to have a big ask for you guys. And this is me my business partner. And, uh, we're like, okay. And just kind of left it at that. And we went back to eating our noodles and, you know, (laughs) visited them like 50 more times in between. And, uh, like I said, it was maybe six, nine, maybe 12 months after he planted that seed with us. He's like, okay, time to talk. We're like, okay, what's up, Sonny? He's like, um, so I did it. I'm like, what did you do? He's like, I bought a factory. And I said, awesome. (laughs) Uh, So uh, to kind of take a backstory there, uh, Oodle Noodle, in its infancy, Sonny would shut down and like make all the sauces on his home stove for the week. And like he did all this stuff with like, you know, residential equipment, if you will, to set himself up for a week's worth operation. Then he opened up a second store and realized he had to double his efforts. And it was, it wasn't scalable. So, and Sonny's dream ultimately was to, to own a factory. And I'll touch on that a little bit later as to why. And so he's like, I bought a factory. We're like, holy shit, awesome. He's like, uh, so I want to run the factory and I want you guys to franchise my restaurants. So, you know, being the guys who, you know, I guess within three years prior failed in a, you know, restaurant pub situation, we quickly said, yes, of course. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, <laughs> but it, it, we knew this time would be a little bit different because we really love the product. We love the founder. We love the brand. Uh, there was just, there was, there was a lot of motivation there. So, um, yeah, we formed the, uh, the franchise company. Uh, we brought on some, some consultants to help us with like the operational setup of things in terms of like, we have to scale Sonny's mind and operational acumen uh, and put that into a book, into a training system, and all that stuff, because Sonny's going to be the factory guy. We can't scale him out. He can't be the guy to lead that. So we had to download his brain into paper and into uh, other people to help scale out the uh, the the operating procedure side of a Noodle Noodle. Um, and then Sonny was going to work in the factory and make sure that the product quality was going to be there. So you know, it was it was it was still like Sonny's... We, we are scaling out sunny it's just from the food quality side mm-hmm. so um so yeah so that was the formation of the of the franchise company and you know from there it was something i was willing to get out in front of so i, I we went to market we raised some investment capital to help form the company and fund all these things to be able to franchise this model uh and then we launched uh the franchise version of oodle noodle in 2010 so we're um We're here today, uh, 2020, 10 years, uh, about to open our 14th location. We kind of took a measured side to the growth of of franchising because, you know, my days at the the bank, I got to do a lot of franchise lending because Oodle Noodle was an opportunity that also got presented to me while I was banking. So I quickly diverted my attention to franchise financing, which was great because no one in the bank, you know, at that time liked to do those types of loans because they're really very onerous to do. I was like, I'll take them all, send them my way. So I was just getting a pipeline of, of franchise restaurant loans and just learning, you know, a lot of how do they, how are they getting capital? What's working, what's not. And just, you know, the big learnings for us is franchise uh, that, that that fail, they scale too fast. So huh. we wanted to really strengthen our foundation before we kind of put the pedal down on growth. And uh, so it's in, in the last two years, we've kind of accelerated that a little bit. So, You know, two years ago, we were probably at eight stores. So now, you know, we almost double in two years, which is pretty exciting. Uh, Yeah, just, uh, you know, it's, uh, we've got a, we've got a a sworn blood oath, Sunny, to take it to a certain level. And it's not even that crazy. The level is to, he built a factory when he had one store, sorry, two stores that could supply 30. So our mission is to get his factory to full capacity and then we'll revisit like what the future of Oodle Noodle is at that point. Is it something that we expand outside of Alberta, across Canada, bring on a strategic partner that will we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But right now just focusing on uh, getting the factory to full capacity and then building the brand of Oodle Noodle to touch back on the factory side of why Sonny wanted to own a factory. Uh, during this time, Sonny wanted us to come to Vietnam. So Sonny's from Vietnam, his story about how he came to Canada uh, and worked his ass off, worked three jobs, paid off his house, did all these things to set his family up to then start going to business uh, and launch Goodle Noodle is very powerful. And and the amount of stuff that he's done for his family back home uh, was, was tremendous, which we got to witness. So we went to Vietnam with Sonny. He walked us around. We got to meet all his family. We got to see, you know. We got to go to his cousin's house, you know, beautiful house in Ho Chi Minh City. Uh, and the only reason why she was able to buy it is because Sunny, she came over and worked for Sunny for two years, made enough money to go back home and buy this house. So we got to see the kind of the effects that Sunny got to create for his family, because that was that, that, that that's his purpose and motivation for all this culinary is just a skill like culinary. His culinary skills were just a, a, a mechanism or a vehicle. Yeah. But uh, his passion is to, to provide for his family and the second agenda of owning a factory. So throughout our, you know, we got, we had a lot of fun. And then all of a sudden uh, we're at dinner and somebody's like, tomorrow we go with my rich friends. I'm like, okay. Don't know what that means. Uh, uh, You know, these these guys show up the next day, you know, and it's Ho Chi Minh City. I don't know if you've been there. There's like, I think uh the scooter to humanity ratio is like two scooters for every one person there are so many scooters there it's insane so all these guys wheel up on their scooters so he's like we're going to karaoke all right sure so we all hop in the back of the scooters of these you know this crew of guys and we uh we go into these little karaoke rooms and uh suddenly so just like starts like saying so that guy he owns this factory that guy owns that factory that guy owns like all different types of textile factories like shirt manufacturing like uh, fishing nets like just random stuff but just factories where they make it on mass and sell it to the world mm. and uh, I understand that there's uh, in his culture like the sign of success and like doing something big is owning a factory so that was always his dream so wow. uh, it was super cool to kind of see and witness and understand kind of his mission and purpose so you know we're we're motivated to to get sunny to you know where he needs to be and also there's obviously a win for us but we're really motivated about it as well because we believe in everything. Uh, that oodle noodle stands for and then yeah everything everything rolls up like my biggest core value is is edmonton yegg whatever we want to refer to it as uh and that was and that's the motivation of everything we do with the nation network or oodle noodle all roads up to like what are we going to do for edmonton how can we help put edmonton on the map how can we change the conversation of where's edmonton is that near calgary how can we change that question how can we make you know is How can we make it, oh, Calgary, is that near Edmonton? Like, how can Uh we flip uh the script? Uh, And so that was the motivation behind launching Little Brick. So Little Brick um, kind of happened by chance. Um, We always wanted to do, uh, build an amenity in the River Valley, thinking that if we create more reasons to come here outside of walks and jogs and bike rides, we think it would be supported because there's a lot of population here on a nice day. And it's an asset that we know we go to market when we're marketing Edmonton to the world that we feature a lot. And we're like, mm-hmm. how can we do that without having anything down there to support, the, you know, to support tourism or to support even local tourism? So we wanted to build an amenity uh, in the River Valley. And Little Brick kind of, we kind of tripped over it, um, literally, because it's a super old house in an established neighborhood called Riverdale. So it was super overgrown with trees. You kind of couldn't, couldn't really see it even though it was hidden it was hidden in plain sight but we we ran into someone while while just going for a walk in the river valley No way! and they kind of just we kind of told them what we want to do and they're like oh well that's neat you should go look at that house down the street and we're like huh and like we looked down the street like what are you talking about and then we walked up and sure like this old brick house that's heavily overgrown and been you know ran like a frat house for a long time uh was there and we found out the history of it and the, the the significance it placed Edmonton and it had exposed brick walls. So as an internet company wanting to be like people in San Francisco or like yeah, <laughs> we need that, but we are like this is also an opportunity to build that amenity, that cafe. So Little Brick was kind of like the litmus test of if we build some kind of amenity to support the river valley, you know, community, whether it be the people that live down here or the people that come down to consume the river valley. Will they support a business like this? So we launched Little Brick uh, in March of 2015, and it's uh, it's been very amazing. Uh, you know, it uh, the community, direct community support it so well. You know, we come out on weekends on the summer, and we'll see giant bike crews that you know biked all the way from deep South Edmonton to come here for lunch and coffee or a beer or whatever it is. And it's it we're like shit. It's doing what we thought it would. So it was the litmus test for us to see if we did something, we built something, will people come? And that was the, the kick in the ass to, to, to launch the overarching company and Mission, which is the River Valley Company. So our mission is to build unique real, do unique real estate projects in the River Valley to build local and global tourism, whether it be a cafe, boutique hotel, bakery, Airbnbs, um, <laughs> doesn't matter. We want to build, uh, we want, we want to create vibrancy down here because the big thing, uh, we, I've, I've been fortunate as of late to travel a lot and the big thing we learn and, and you saw it, Jesse, when we we're in Brisbane, mm-hmm. we go down the river, look how activated that river is. It's it's, yeah. it's its own, it's its own economy. Yeah. And we're not like, we're not even, we're not even touching the surface of what yeah, we are with s- ours. And,
2: spec, right? Yeah. Kind of,
0: yeah. It's kind of, I was kind of embarrassed. So. That's, uh, that's the motivation to start utilizing this beautiful asset more for, you know, civic pride, but also to, to garner some more attention towards Edmonton. So the things at Little Brick, just Little Brick, this little cafe in this 117-year-old house have done is it's deemed an attraction by Edmonton Tourism. So anytime Edmonton Tourism brings in a travel delegation from China, Ireland, doesn't matter, they bring them through for brunch at Little Brick. I sit down, I tell them a spiel about the River Valley. And kind of inform them about where they are. Uh, And then they go around their merry way and do all that stuff. Uh, We've had, we've been featured in En route magazine. KLM Airlines did a video on Little Brick that they featured on their screens. It's created some attention. So Mm -hmm. for us, that's the main mission. So we want to do more attention building uh, businesses for the River Valley to help build a tourism economy. Uh, We've seen what it can do for for different places on the globe, and it, it plays a vital role for. For a few things, you know, Edmonton's going through a cool renaissance of a lot of creatives, you know, normally are leaving the city uh, Mm -hmm. to pursue their passions. Now they're starting to stay. So we want to try to work and reduce the barriers of entry so they can like stay and follow their dream. And if it's opening a restaurant or a flower shop or an artist studio or a bakery or whatever it is, because all those little businesses actually provide culture and vibrancy. And that's that's what tourists are looking for. They're not looking Mm -hmm. for chains and chains play a role. They're very important and so much so that I'm involved with the chain, but um, in terms of the tourism side, it's, 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 those, it's those little cool, neat, niche experiences that people always talk about. And that's something that uh, Edmonton is starting to see more of and a tourism economy helps fuel that and fuel more of that. So everyone wins the, the, the population of, of the city wins because they get more neat things to enjoy more people are now coming to your city and injecting dollars in more jobs. There's, there's a lot of good things that come from all that, that we're seeing, you know, in other markets around the world. So there's no reason why Edmonton can't be on the, you know, the map just like Stockholm is on the map.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So I get, like, uh, like yeah, yeah. And then totally. also just like embracing winter <laughs> uh, <laughs> is something that we, we need to do um, if we want this to, you know, become a bigger thing and start marketing, this is a winter destination as well and embracing it and building amenities and activities around that. So anyways, mm-hmm. that's my, that's my rant. I'm sure I probably missed some things, but I feel like I've talked too much.
2: <laughs> no, that's why we have you on here. Like I said, we would not have a problem, but I mean, the thing is, is you've done so so much right and it's all kind of really led to like to where you are so it's all really important things to touch on because if if we if somebody's listening and they know one of them they might not know all all of the pieces but they maybe know oilers nation or maybe just oodle noodle or maybe little brick because they all really as much as they're the same they're all quite different so they're going to hit dim- different demographics
0: yeah no and, and that's fair oh one thing i guess i, I gotta remember uh, If there's one thing i gotta get out there is that we're building a building right down the uh, street from Little Brick, So that's the the next project. It's called the Umperville Block. So that's a whole other story of the naming about that. It's a very cool local Edmonton historical story. We want to preserve the history of a wonderful lady named Louise Umperville who basically ran Fort Edmonton for a long length of time. We want to continue on her story. And that's um, we, why we named the building what we're doing. But what we're doing with this building is we're building more amenities. Uh, we're launching a, we're going to be opening a bakery. Little Brick's got a bunch of bakery needs. We know we've done a, a canvas of the local Riverdale community. They they would love some, uh, some, uh, some baking bread, all that fun stuff. So we're opening up a bakery down there. We're going to be uh, opening up uh, a bistro, which is essentially a pub with a really good food program. Uh, and then we're moving our offices into the second floor of the building. And then on the top floor, we're opening up two bed and breakfast suites. So we're going to we can, we can lay claim to the fact that these are going to be the first two hotel rooms in the Edmonton river Valley in over a hundred years. So putting our money where our mouth is, uh, mm-hmm. when we, when it comes to talking about this stuff and, uh, you know, hopefully others, uh, want to contribute to all this because there's a lot of work to do down here. So I forgot I'd be shamed and remiss if I didn't plug. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to ask you about it because Brendan goes to uh, violin classes, like a block away. So it's been like, it's been super cool to watch kind of the evolution of, you know, a pile of dirt to the digging. And then he's like, oh my God, they found like dinosaurs bones in there, mama. Like he was so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Then now to watch now there's a roof on it, you know, like to see the evolution of what you guys are doing is, is really special down in the Riverdale area.
0: Oh, well, thank you. No, we're, we're, we're super pumped about it and can't wait to get open. Obviously, we've had some disruption with COVID and there's some new problems we need to solve. But uh, I think more as we get more into it and we're seeing the economy open back up, we're kind of sticking to the game plan and saying, screw it. We'll just be patient.
2: Yeah, well, and you know, even just going through, you know, as you mentioned COVID, as much as that was like, it was a much bigger conversation a month ago, it's still like a little bit of a conversation now. But the amount of um, uh, giving back that you guys did during that time, I mean, it was, you know, it was pretty awesome to see, like, where you put your focus, you know, and so do you want to tell us a little bit about that? And and what drives you guys to, to give back to the community?
0: For sure. So, like in in that value. way, because
2: obviously you're giving back to the community always and all of the things that you do, but.
0: <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, so like the, the core value, like the main core value that scales across anything we do is like Edmonton. So Oodle Noodle is uh, Edmonton, you know, born concept that we're very proud of. So when it, we scale across the world or a oh, the world, province, Canada, they all going to know that it came from Edmonton, similar with Oilers Nation. The mm-hmm. thing or the nation network, the thing I love most about the nation network is that the registered entity is OilersNation.com Limited. So that I means anyone who, who partners with us, wherever they are in the globe or works with us, that's what they see. They see that it, this is everything is coming from Edmonton. and that's the thing that we, we gear it's, it's, I think that's our hidden mission with. We game we, we everything that way, so people know we're trying to put Edmonton on the map through our channels the best we can. But mm-hmm. the local support angle is, uh, especially with Oodle Noodle, like we've done a ton of Edmonton stuff with Oilers Nation, a lot of community investment with Oilers Nation. Our community is tremendous. Anytime we, we put together something that's got a community investment component to it, it gets it gets subscribed and engaged with uh, so amazingly with our audience. So we've been able, done a lot of great things there. But Oodle Noodle, I won't say we we're missing, but we just, you know, our claim was Oodle Noodle loves Edmonton right and we and we mean it when we say it and so we would period you know we periodically do events we would support local initiatives but it, it was just kind of like you know here's you know here's here's some food and that's it like we'll come and deliver and we, you know, there was we we were, we were missing the mark somehow and we really with when covid hit I, I for me when i was just like well there's 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 a few things you have to go through there's the the immediate crisis control of of covid hitting so You know, things like the Oodle Noodle over the course of 72 hours, we saw our stores sales drop 60 to 70%. That's a crazy issue. So we're in survival mode and crisis control to help mitigate that uh, Mm -hmm. first. And then it's like, okay, now that like our franchisees are like, everyone's kind of like, we've got everything in a decent place. Now it's like, how can we fight to survive? Like we put out the fires. Now How can we fight to survive? Uh, and what does that mean? Cause it's not just us that needs to fight for, to survive. So we, we started, uh, when all this kind of, when all this kind of hit, uh, I spoke with Sonny, we've got this food, this food production facility and I'm like, Sonny, could we make some extra food? Cause like right now there's going to be people that are hurting and people that need to eat and agencies like the food bank and the mustard seed are getting hammered right now and they need help. So can we, can we like. Sunny Run does his his noodle days. He's good. He does two noodle days. I'm like, can you make a couple extra pounds of of noodles, you know, every time you do a noodle run? And He said, of course. So you know, we we started doing that. So every Friday, we go and donate 200, 400 pounds worth of noodles and sauces to local charities that you know feed their supporting community, whether it be the food bank, Mustard Seed, uh, Youth Empowerment. Um, yes. Warehouse. I uh, Wind yeah, Windhouse, Wind yeah. uh, uh, yeah, uh, all the, the food banks in our surrounding areas that Oodle Noodle operates in. So the Duke, Sherwood Park, um, Parkland County. Um, so we, we want to we, we make sure that Oodle Noodle is helping there because we've got this infrastructure. We would be It would be a disservice if we didn't leverage it to help during this time. So we started doing that. We started seeing the, re- the reactions from the charities supporting how meaningful and actually needed it was and appreciated it was that it just kind of opened up our eyes of like, well, how can we do more? Because not all these great charities and agencies in our, in our city can feed or are or, or feeding people. It's, they're providing, you know, services to support people uh, that are very important. So how can we support them? Cause food isn't going to work cause they can't, they, they don't feed anyone. So uh, you know, we went back to the drawing board on what we can do. And then we launched an initiative where um, we donated, or donating currently 10% of our in-store, all of our in-store sales across the entire network to a local charity on a weekly rhythm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, important, and so we started doing that seven weeks ago. We're in week eight right now of it. And just seeing the impact that that's created and all that goes back to just like, when we say Oodle Noodle loves Edmonton, what does that mean? And we wanted to double down that we mean it. Mm-hmm. and uh right now it's it was it's for us you know once we kind of stabilize the business side we can then start going on the other side and focus on the other side of the business and just start re- reinforcing the brand presence in edmonton like sure you'll see on social media a post and text that says we don't really love edmonton well fuck we need to back it up mm-hmm. like we do we do love it and we do do things but like we're not documenting it people don't know We're not engaging, you know, enough in the age, in in the community. And the one thing COVID gave us is time. Mm -hmm. So we got to like, things kind of slowed down and we had time. So now like, we're like, well, let's, 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 let's turn that time and, and, and convert it into some kind of impact. And so that's what we've been doing. And so, you know, every Friday I go to the factory, I pick up a bunch of food, and then I go after to another charity and we shoot a video for them to share their story on our platform. Because we're supporting them the next week, and it's really been a very powerful exercise for us. You know, it's really reinforced Oodle Noodle loves Edmonton, which is the, the 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 most important element of all this. But it's also fundamentally changing our business. After this, we got interviewed, Sunny and I, uh, and they asked, um, "So what's going to change about Oodle Noodle coming out of COVID?" And it's like, "Well, we're not going to stop doing this. We're mm-hmm. going to donate food all the time." we're going to do these financial uh, programs in terms of donations. We might just change like the the scheduling of it just because right now we have time so we can do it on a really micro schedule, but we might have to just like, maybe it's like a four week program and then we partner with a new chair. Like that might evolve, but like the whole purpose intent and community investment is not going away. Um, We're just going to figure out how it's going to fit when everything's like ramped back up, but it's not, it's not going away because we've seen how important it is Uh, and in good times and bad. We need to support the community. And it's just reinforced, you know, the why for Oodle Noodle. Like, mm-hmm. why should I go to Oodle Noodle? And it's it's because, you know, they say this, and I'm actually, you know, seeing that they mean it. And we're holding ourselves accountable. And that's why we're, you know, we're showing everyone that this is happening. So if they're coming to Oodle Noodle because they, we said, because Winhouse said they're supporting, supporting us, well, we want to make sure you saw us, you know, do it. Because we have to be accountable to our franchisees our customers and to you know our charity partners so uh it's been uh it's been a very powerful experience and even just from the team side um like for Sonny like you know we're we're in a situation where Oodle Little is not uh at the same sales level by any stretch of what it was pre-COVID but Sonny is <laughs> the happiest I've ever seen him
2: mm-hmm. and why
0: because like he's mm-hmm. like he's 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 happy as his his, his his franchisees that you know he always calls Udon Little he's like that's my name like it's like So he never wants his name to be tarnished. So he doesn't want anyone to fail. He, he carries it like a burden constantly. And it's, it's very endearing and powerful that he does that because he cares. Like, yes, you built a factory to make money, but it's also to like sell things cheaper to franchisees. He wants mm-hmm. to create that, that value. But this is the happiest I've ever seen him. Um, and it's crazy. And, you know I, I, you know, I do our weekly calls with our franchise team. And everyone's happy, and then we. And mm-hmm. in, in, sure, we might have to have some difficult conversations about certain items, but then we have the charity conversation. Everyone lights back up. So yeah. it's actually been amazing to see what it's done for the culture of Oodle Noodle and the team, and just like the, the 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 good vibes that it's created. So it's it's I don't know. It's been it's it's been neat. I'm still trying to like process it, but I just know. I'm like, fuck. We're not. This is not going away. We're doubling down. This is now, you know, a pillar of our business coming out of COVID because we see that it provides good, uh, positive impact to the community. And when we say "Udon Little Loves Edmonton," like you gotta mean it. And so that's been kind of the that whole journey. And sorry, once again, I'm ranting, um, but uh, I, I love it's it. been a very, it's been a very interesting, uh, interesting time. And uh, it's just, a, it's just, it's, it's a giant positive for us uh, during, you know, something where it's a pretty negative uh time so it's been very good
2: well i'm sure that you're seeing like sherry and i have noticed since like legacy egg and and um the podcast is just like i didn't realize how many charities and like grassroots charities were in edmonton and how much in need they all were you know some mm-hmm. of them are just like two months left of being in business before they you know are are willing to are, are that's doors. All that's, that's all that left, you know, that's left. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting to see how much need is out there and how much that they all actually are working together as well. And so it takes, you know, business owners and just Edmontonians to, to give back as as much as they can um, to all of the, all of the different charities that are out there, not just focusing on one
1: and, and creating a spotlight, like you said. Mm-hmm. Lots of those charities don't even have a marketing line in the budget, right? Like they, so all the awareness that comes for them, all the stuff you guys are doing is it's critical for them. On well, yeah. And
0: that's why we shoot sides. a video for them, right? Like we want to make sure that their message is the star of the video. It's just like, yeah. here's the charity you're working with. You and, you know, we've got a platform, we know, we've got a pretty strong following on social through, through um, Oodle Noodle. And then, you know, we amplify it through Oilers Nation and personal channels. And uh, yeah, it's just about kind of educating people um, because yep. Yeah. There's all there's there, and, and, I, and and when I say niche, I just mean like, you know, they're just focused on like a certain element, uh, of, of community support that mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know about. And, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, if you get, if you can give them 3000 bucks, 4,000 bucks, like that makes a like material impact on what they're mm-hmm. doing. Uh, and that's, you know, that's where we want to, that's what we want to support where, you know, it, it helps keep them going. Um, Uh, during this time and out of this time when we're done and we're you know not going to stop we want to we want to provide awareness and some financial uh, support for them because like I said a lot of people don't know what they're up to so uh, when they hear the story you know we'll, 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 it doesn't matter what charity we uh, we announce and support we'll always have someone uh, reach out to us on dms uh, you know thanking us about putting that on their radar
2: well, it's going to connect with somebody, right? And they're going to yeah. they're gonna be like, huh, I didn't know about that. And that resonates with me. And now I'm going to help too. And so that's really what it is, is about creating that momentum of, of giving back and getting everybody on board, um, you know, to give just a little.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If you were inspired by our show, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen and share with friends. You can always find show notes at loveyegshow.ca. Keep listening.